Blog Talk Radio. You naughty girl, shame on you. You should have known better. What are you thinking? These and other messages like them produce shame. Today on the Freedom Girls Sisterhood, we're going to talk about shame and how to be set free from it. Join us. Our program begins right now. Welcome, everyone. I'm so glad that you're joining us again. I'm your host, Dawn Scott Damon, and you are listening to the Freedom Girls Sisterhood. Hey, today we're going to talk about shame. So many of us struggle with a shame-based nature. Shame on you. You naughty girl. You bad girl. You should have known better. These and other shaming messages just seem to shape our sense of identity and who we are. Didn't our mother know? We felt shame. We felt embarrassed. We didn't need to be told, shame on you. Shame is on me. We're going to talk about that today. But before we get into that, I want to introduce to you and welcome back to the house. The Sisterhood is with us. Hey, hey. (laughs) All right. So we have Shelly Beach and Wanda Sanchez. Hey, you guys, give a shout out and give some love. We'll we'll start with you, Shelly. How are you doing today, Shelly? Hey, Don, it's great to be here. Got a little bit of a tickle here today, but we are just glad to be here and be part of the Sisterhood. All right. Amen. And Wanda, how are you doing, girl? Um, Okay. I made it here. I'm glad to be here. Uh, I like this. um, I like the scenery. Yeah, we're looking out the window of the studio today. We see our lawn guy. We might hear him pass by in a minute. <laughs> He's decided to uh, trim every blade of grass today outside our window. Kicking up the dust board. Yes. But, hey, guys, I'm glad that you're joining us today. We're going to talk about shame. And I don't think that people realize oftentimes that what they're dealing with is this thing called shame. So let's get into it. I want to define it today. Shame is a very painful feeling. It's it's kind of a mix. You feel regret, humiliation, self-hate, and dishonor. And it actually comes from an old word that means to cover. And I believe that's exactly how we feel when someone is struggling with shame. You just want to cover, you want to blend in, you want to disappear. Mm -hmm. That's a definition of shame. But even deeper than that, shame always carries with it this feeling of being defective, being a disgrace, being unacceptable, being damaged. Mm -hmm. And um, there's a distinction between that and guilt. Some people say, yeah, I feel guilty. Well, guilt is when you've done something wrong. Guilt can be healthy at mm-hmm. times. It, it shows that we have a sensitive conscience about um, sin or doing some, a behavior that's unacceptable. So guilt some, sometimes can be healthy for us. But guilt says, I've done something wrong. It speaks to a behavior. And you feel bad about that. But shame speaks to your entire self, not I've done something wrong. I am something wrong. Right. I have this picture of myself as a child sitting on my bed and one of my parents standing over me and speaking negatively to me and just kind of pouring out words of derision on me. Mm-hmm. And it's it's just a, a mental picture of myself kind of, you know, um, slumped forward, small child with these words pouring out and just this feeling of, of, of being nothing and wanting to disappear. 
and uh, kind of carrying that that image of myself with me for so long. And um, to, to me, that that's kind of a, a mental picture of myself of feeling that that shame that came, kind of pouring out that sense of identity that I absorbed from, I think, uh, in part from a parent. Mm-hmm. And absorbed is a good word that you took that in. Yes. And you integrated it into your very core of who you are. Yes. And much like um, cement. When we're mixing that cement and then we pour that foundation, whatever got into that cement is part of that foundation. Mm-hmm. And when you have a shame-based nature, it's like you absorbed those things and that got mixed into your core and, and that's your identity now. That's your foundation, a shame base. And everything that you build in your life is based on this negative sense of self that yes. I'm flawed, yes. I'm wrong, I'm damaged, ruined. It becomes a filter, mm. yeah. It, it becomes the way that you hear things. Actually, Wanda and I had a conversation about this the other day. We were talking about <clears throat> a simple comment that somebody had made. And um, to most people, it would have been an innocuous comment. It would have just been a something that wouldn't have sounded uh, like a shame-laden comment. Mm-hmm. But <clears throat> knowing this individual, and even for me, um, I can pick up, comments sometimes um with a with a shame with my shame filter it'll come through the grid and i can hear it through this sense of shame and this filter of shame because that's that's that filter that we sometimes can bring if we're not aware and we don't know that that's there mm-hmm. um wanda you said you guys just had a conversation about that were you going <coughs> to say something to that that shame you said ruined that feeling ruined is such a powerful word that was one of the first words that I told Shelly when she said, can you tell me what you feel like when we first spoke mm-hmm. four years ago? And that was the first word I said, ruined. Ruined. It was just where I, I lived in the ruins, you know, uh-huh. and I just felt like um, I was, uh, I wasn't, you know, when I, in other words, when I walked out with friends, when I went with family somewhere, I'd always walk behind them. Oh, Because wow. I was ashamed, but I didn't want to make them ashamed. So I would separate myself from them because I didn't want anyone to be ashamed of me or, you know, I I was taking care of that myself. <laughs> so, you know, I just, um, yeah, I walked around like that all my whole life. Mm-hmm. That's That's an incredible picture, too, just being in the ruins. What I do like about that word is that God does amazing things in the ruins. Yes, and we see such a beautiful picture of that in the book of Nehemiah in the Bible where the ruins were rebuilt and actually it was the ruined pieces, the the damaged stones and the damaged rocks that they took and put back into the wall. And God can take the broken pieces of our life mm-hmm. and rebuild it, that's for sure. But you talk about a filter, a shame-based filter. Now, when someone is struggling with shame, words, you said innocuous words, just benign comments that aren't meant to be shame-laden or accusatory or anything like that, but the person who struggles with a shame-based nature hears everything through that filter. Mm-hmm. It gets distorted in the airwaves. What comes out of the mouth gets twisted and distorted. Right. Right. So by the time they hear it, it has turned into a shaming message. Accusation. Mm-hmm. Yes. You right. should have known better. Right. It's because it's you. You're stupid. Nobody's saying those words. But or that's even what meaning they're hearing. Words. Or even meaning those <laughs> yeah. words. That should is is a powerful a powerful message that comes through with shame. 
a lot. In fact, I was struggling at the computer this morning. Okay, I was trying to do something with technology and I couldn't do it. And, what? You couldn't uh-huh. do technology? No. I'm shocked. <laughs> and and it's something I really struggle with, and I tried for probably 45 minutes to accomplish one small task on the computer. And, um, you know, Wanda was there. She could see me. And I ended up, you know, just closing my computer and walking away. I felt so defeated. And there was a sense of shame in that for me that um, I couldn't do this. And I felt absolutely um defeated and destroyed because there is a sense of of um of shame in that that I need to be able to do what other people can do. You other, should have known how I to do this. I should have that. known how to do this. I should have known how to do this. There there are instructions <clears throat> on Goodreads that you're supposed to go be able to go and do this in three easy steps. Mm-hmm. Why after forty five minutes am I um not smart enough to be able to figure this out? Mm-hmm. Because there's this um message inside of me that says should, should, should mm-hmm. There's a standard, and I failed. You failed, and therefore, what's wrong with you? The whole world can do it, but you can't do it. What's the matter with you? And those are some of the messages also that I grew up with. I think we know a lot more today in our parenting by those things. What's wrong with you? What are you thinking? You should know better. Mm -hmm. Shame on you. Mm -hmm. And all of those messages. Now, this isn't about blaming our parents, for sure. No. But it is about hearing enough of those negative labels that we've taken them in, like you just said, and I feel like the whole world gets it, but I'm this person that should walk three or four steps behind everybody. I'm not worthy to be in your your company because surely if I'm ashamed of me, you'll be ashamed of me. And you took over where wherever those shame messages left off, we take over and we shame ourselves. Right. We scold ourselves. Right. We discipline. Do a much better job. And oh, and we've perfected it. <clears throat> yes. Yes. <laughs> well, just to let you know, I I closed the computer and walked away because I knew that my frustration was going to continue to increase. And the messages in my head were my messages, my shaming messages. I went to the shower where I could talk to myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and oh. I could speak to that part of it, <coughs> mm-hmm. and I could I could correct that message with with truth and and turn that thing around and come back out and walk out with uh, a different attitude. Mm-hmm. That's good, and we want to talk about that in just a little bit. How do we get free from those shame messages? So let me just reiterate what we're talking. You're listening today, and you're identifying with some of this. Shame says I'm a mistake. Mm-hmm. I'm wrong. I'm flawed, and there is a strong sense of self-hatred or dishonor. And the word comes from the original old uh, Hebrew word means to cover. Shame makes us feel exposed to the world. We feel naked to the world. Why would we feel that way? But we feel like everyone can look right through us. When someone is struggling with shame, you feel like everyone knows your flaws, knows your weaknesses, knows what you've done wrong, knows how you've blown it, failed, how you've been ruined, and and shame just begins to radiate. So when you struggle with that, you want to cover, right? just like Adam and Eve did in the garden. They felt ashamed because of their nakedness, their exposure, and they wanted to cover so when we want to cover shame, oftentimes we'll put on a mask. 
will hide our true identity because we feel that's flawed, intrinsically flawed and wrong, and we'll put on a mask. So I'll pretend I'm the outgoing girl. Mm-hmm. Or I'm the, some women act very sexual and very sensuous. Right. Or some will struggle and be very, we call it porcupine or bristly, right. like just radiate and broadcast, don't touch me, don't come near me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and and you might even think that they're conceited or stuck up. Snobs, yeah. Snobs. But in truth, they're very wounded and broken mm-hmm. and there's a shame Mm-hmm. Base. You feel naked to the world, and so you mask. So how do we get free from this? Well, we're going to talk about that in just a moment. We're going to take a quick break, and we will be right back. I hope you're enjoying the Freedom Girl Sisterhood. We are building an army of women who say, it's time for me to be free, and I'd love for you to be a part of that. Visit freedomgirlsisterhood.com, and there you can subscribe to our newsletter and become a Freedom Girl today. I hope to hear from you soon. Welcome back, everybody. If you're just joining us, I'm your host today, Dawn Scott Damon, and we're talking today on the Freedom Girl Sisterhood about shame. And um, you guys, right before we took our break, we were talking about if you're struggling with a shame nature, what do you do? How do we get set free from that? How can we change that? So we've got about seven things here that we want to share with our listeners today that will help you break free from this shame-based nature. And hopefully today as we've been speaking, you've been able to identify something in your life that you may say, you know what, I never had words to that, but today you've given Mm -hmm. me words. Mm -hmm. And now I understand that what I struggle with is shame, which, by the way, is such a powerful tool of Satan, Mm -hmm. and that's why we know, you know, that's not of God, and, and that's why we know we can be free from it. It's not our inheritance. It's not part of God's purpose for your life. And and let's just declare today, it goes in Jesus' name. The first thing that I think that we need to do, um, shame often comes from a painful experience or some trauma, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Or like you said, Shelley, it can just even come from labels and criticisms and mm-hmm. that kind of thing. But first thing we have to do is shatter the silence. Open your mouth. Let the secret that's out. Right. Talk. talk. Uh, Wanda, talk to us about that. For me, that's where, my, that's like when my life actually started to change. I had at times in my life through the years dropped bombs. I'd do hit and runs. I'd, you know, um, talk to someone who'd been a friend for a very long time, and then I'd let out one little part of my story and then run. Run. But I'd never. Why did you run? Because I was embarrassed. I was sure that once they heard that, that they would not like me anymore. Oh. They would, I was ashamed. So I'll reject me before you get a chance. Exactly. To, or I'll reject you before you get a chance exactly. to reject me. Exactly. And you, you would run. Okay. But, the you know, at the time when uh, I was at the lowest and it was, my PTSD was, you know, at full force, uh, I was ready to pretty much try anything. Mm-hmm. And I had been praying for a while uh, for an answer to my plea, which was just help me. And so um, for me, it was opening up my mouth and and just not hiding anymore. Mm -hmm. It was telling on myself Mm -hmm. and telling about myself to someone all in one, like one shot. Mm -hmm. And I didn't run from, I, I, you know, I didn't run from the story Mm -hmm. and from 
from being really afraid because I also knew that I was I was now getting my answer. You know, there's such a paradox here when we talk about this because shame means I want to cover because I'm so embarrassed and humiliated at who I am. Not even what I've done, but who I am. Shame wants to cover. But that's the lie of the enemy because the freedom actually comes by exposing to the light and to others, getting out of the darkness. What I won't cover, the enemy will expose. I mean, what I what I it's, try to cover, the yeah, enemy right. exposes. But what I'm willing to open up and expose, God will cover. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. now I don't feel ashamed. I feel right. redeemed. I feel protected. Right. So that's the first step. Right. Yeah, there's real... I mean, it's ridiculous because that's where I learned about the scripture, the truth will set you free. Mm-hmm. First time in my life ever. And I even told Shelly, wow. I mean, that really does work. It works. I mean, you know, it wasn't like my life was, you know... From, went from dark to light in you know a minute, but it certainly um, it changed drastically, and mm-hmm. my whole I mean everything did mm-hmm. because I just opened up my mouth and open up started mouth. the ball rolling. Open up your mouth. Well, that's a very powerful thing. And when you open up your mouth, and this is our second step, what happens is you get support. Because these false messages are recorded in our mind. It's recorded in your mind. If you are a victim of childhood abuse or any kind of trauma, boy, you can remember where you were, what was said, what you had on. Mm -hmm. They just get recorded in the mind. And so when we begin to speak to someone, open up and get positive feedback, get support, let people hear some of those lies that are going on in your head mm-hmm. and help you find the truth. Like you just said, Wanda, Satan's lies are broken when God's truth comes in. You'll know the truth, and the, the truth, truth will set you free. Well, it's very interesting because when Wanda was telling her story, uh, she told it to me, and she would, she'd, say, she'd tell part of her story, and then she'd say, I'm in so much trouble, I'm in so much trouble. That was part of the bondage yeah. that Satan had kept her trapped in. I'm in so much trouble. I'm in so much trouble. But she would continue on and release more of that story. And, you know, um, the thing that, that God spoke to me to tell to, to Wanda was a truth that she had that she, you're beloved, you're chosen. She had prayed for help. I'm here. God, God is, God is here. I've, I've pursued you. I've never let you go. I've never left you. you. I've never abandoned mm-hmm. you. Are mine. And there's nothing that you've done that can separate me from your love, separate you from my love for you. So there's there's support, and 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 so the minute that Wanda opened up and shared those things, the help and the light began to flow in, mm-hmm. and God provided day by day everything that you needed. I think that the word support can also be the part we might not like, accountability, mm. is also Uh-oh. part of support. Well, there were. There were very difficult things that you had to do that were challenges, and you stepped into every challenge along the way that was put in front of you, and that was accountability for a number of things. You know, that's that's a really important piece because everything that Jesus Christ has done for us is our right. He has purchased our freedom, but it's not automatic. No. We have to mature, and we have to take it, and we have to apply it. And you had to do some hard work. Mm-hmm. And, you know, at first, when you're hearing the word of God, at first you want to bristle because you think it's for everybody else, but it's not for me. Oh, yeah. And when you bristle, you've detected a lie. 
There's something in your core. There's something that the enemy is holding right there that that makes you not want to receive that. And so you have to tell yourself and renew your mind and take that and apply it and work it. That's the moment when the truth has to confront the lie right then and there. Mm -hmm. In that moment, say, no, that's not who God says I am. Slam. I I wrote a blog post. Just I week. saw that. Truth slam. Truth slam. So just, you know, <laughs> slam it. Slam, slam it. Slam the lie. Yes, and um, we just shared with you on break our website, so make sure you go and read that blog by Wanda Sanchez. Truth slam. <laughs> so, all right, let's go on. Three, ask God to reveal your defense mechanisms. That is another way to get shame off of you. Uh, behaviors that once were useful and survival, mm-hmm. um, survival skills that you had to have maybe to endure a very painful situation, they've now been translated into defense mechanisms. Or coping skills. Coping kind of skills. And it's, sometimes you treat everyone like a perpetrator mm-hmm. and everyone is out to get you. You talked about that filter. Everybody hates me and I'm the victim and I've got these defense mechanisms in place that prohibits truth from coming to me. And what it really does is it locks me into a victim shame-based nature. For me, one of those control mechanisms was, um, one of those mechanisms was I was a control freak. Mm-hmm. I had I was going to control my world, mm-hmm. and that meant controlling my husband and controlling my kids. Mm-hmm. And um, God confronted me so powerfully with the fact that I was controlling my husband in very demeaning and very ungodly ways. And when I confronted that behavior and had to learn how to interact with him in totally new ways after 25, 30 years of marriage, that meant totally changing mm-hmm. my my mouth and changing my mm. thinking mm-hmm. and learning how to talk in a different way. Because out of this victim mentality, once you realize that you're living with a victim mentality, mm-hmm. um, it it affects everything about the way yeah. that you interact with people. And um, so, because you will control the universe. You will control. <laughs> and control is a mask. So people can say, oh, look at your life. You're so organized. You've got it so together. Mm -hmm. Every hair is in place. Everything is so perfect. Control is an illusion because if I'm out of control, then I have to admit I'm ruined. I'm flawed. I'm a disaster. If you only knew what it Mm -hmm. was really like behind Mm -hmm. these closed doors, Mm -hmm. you wouldn't like me. So I have to keep the facade intact. And if one person breaks out of their role, and disrupts that control. Who I imagine there was a lot of rage. There, um, there was a lot of rage. There was a lot of brokenness, mm-hmm. and um, there was remorse there and brokenness, and a, just a, a whole fruit basket upset of things that went on uh, for probably a, a year, a year and a half, as I tried to sort through all those things, mm-hmm. and then ask God to take me to a place of accountability and repentance in those areas that would change my heart and my behavior. Mm-hmm. And um, I still am peeling away that whole issue. It's not like, well, well, that's over and done with. <laughs> no, it, it's a lifetime process growing and maturing in God. And you said, boy, a year and a half. So, friend, if you're listening today and you say, well, it's not happening for me, steady plotting brings prosperity that's the word of god and so just keep doing the work because god is at work in your life the next thing that we need to do and i know our time is getting away this is really an important one 
examine your current relationships. Dear listener, there are relationships that you may be involved in that are really toxic for you. They're not good for you. And oftentimes we allow another person to define who we are and their labels and their shaming or their shame-producing messages to us. And you need to learn to draw some boundaries and hold that message up to the Word of God and say, is that true about me? Are you in an abusive situation? And uh, I want to talk just for a minute about women who might find themselves in an abusive relationship. And this is a whole program. We're going to do a whole show on this. But today, if you're listening, I want you to know that we're pro-marriage. We believe in that. We believe in that beautiful and the sanctity of God's union. But marriage cannot be an excuse. A relationship cannot be an Mm -hmm. excuse for a woman to be in an abusive situation. Right. Absolutely. Uh, We actually did uh, several devotionals about this on Love Letters from the Edge so that women would understand God's heart for how a man is to love a woman Mm -hmm. and the leadership of men and what what that relationship is supposed to look like because it's God's love for the church that is a pattern for what um, uh, that sacrificial loving relationship is supposed to be between a man and a woman. God does not have a heart for someone who abuses, demeans, shames, belittles, and it doesn't have that willingness to lay down his life for you. Well, yeah, but I should just, if you just submit more, right. just submit more and just pray more, mm-hmm. then mm-hmm. Um, your light shining will be the one to draw to Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Shine your light a little just, brighter. Just keep taking it and absorbing it, okay. and he'll see how, you know, that, that loving. Now, we're being facetious here. Yeah. Do you mean that a Christian woman, there is more to what she's able to do according to God's word than just submit more, pray more? Is is it righteousness for her to draw a boundary? Absolutely. Boundaries have to be drawn, and they have to be laid down. Otherwise, you are empowering somebody to be abusive, narcissistic, and hurtful. And Mm -hmm. if you allow somebody to do that without boundaries and without accountability, you're actually enabling their behavior. You're teaching your children that that's okay. The community, you're teaching the community that that's okay. Mm -hmm. And you have to be able to to walk out of your home Mm -hmm. sometimes, close the door, or uh, create a separation, create boundaries, and sometimes, yes, actually walk out of a marriage and away from a marriage. Mm -hmm. If your life is at risk, if your health and safety are at risk, if your children's health and safety Mm -hmm. are at risk, um, you need to go into counseling, you need to find somebody to help you find appropriate biblical accountability in this, and you need to reach out for the appropriate resources in your community Mm -hmm. that are available to women who are experiencing this. And I think that the church has been slow, been slow to, to respond to this mm-hmm. issue. And whatever you do, um, listener, right now, visit us on freedomgirlsisterhood.com. Put a comment in the comment box if you want to hear more about this. We'll do a whole program to this. But listen, whatever you do, don't just lay back and do nothing. Right. Passivity is not the answer. Create right. a crisis. Create commotion. Mm-hmm. Do whatever you have to do. Tell mm-hmm. someone. Get some help. Right. Because you deserve better than right. that. We just speak to too many women who are experiencing domestic violence. They're being do. hurt. They're being abused. They're being raped. They're being uh, violated in ways that are ungodly and ungodly. illegal. 
Yeah, and illegal, (laughs) right? Yes. And don't think that that's what you deserve because there's something in your past, so therefore this is all I deserve, this is all I'm worth. I was ruined anyway. I was ruined anyway, so I might as well, my punishment from God. Right, and this is what you're worth. This is what you're worth. Mm -hmm. You're worth this. This is Mm -hmm. how you deserve to be treated because this is what you've earned. Mm -hmm. So today, you know, you heard it from the sisterhood. We say God has better for you, and we hope that that a relationship can be restored and God's truth, but whatever you do, don't do nothing. That's not acceptable. Um, So let's go on. Realize the difference between religious solutions and God's solutions. Yes, you're talking to somebody who used her caregiving for a number of years. My, My caregiving was a wonderful thing, took care of parents in my home for a number of years, but that that good and godly behavior also became that cloak, that covering, that mm. persona that I took on mm-hmm. that um, to cover my shame at times. Mm-hmm. And um, sometimes I, when I speak about this, I put on my motorcycle outfit and, uh, and, my, and my goggles and glasses and talk about the fact that we can, we can kind of put on a mask or put on a, mm-hmm. an outfit that hides who we really are. And that's, caregiving can do it, other, other good behaviors can do it. Uh, that is just something I would love to see is le- uh, Shelly in her leathers in her uh, motorcycle <laughs> gear, you know. But, but you're so right. We can put on religious do-gooding and get the accolades of people and the affirmations and the compliments and feel so good about ourselves. It's fleeting. It's false mm-hmm. because at the end of the day, we put our head on the pillar pillow, we still can feel flawed and ruined and all those things. So religious do-gooding is not a solution to shame, is it? It just actually piles on the shame. Oh, Because then you're ashamed of being fake and phony, and it's very exhausting. Yes, it is exhausting. It's also very exhausting. It doesn't address the root. You're right. I mean, people that struggle with shame are tired people. Yes. I am so tired of trying to win everyone's approval. Yes. Absolutely. And work so hard for... It's hard to be everyone's right answer and responsible for everybody and the way the world is on my shoulders. And it will never be enough. Yeah. And I'm still, at the end of it, I still don't feel adequate. Wow, that's very powerful. Well, real quick, we need to address the two because we're out of time. We need to stop negative, destructive, personal criticisms. Mm -hmm. That's the next one. Yes. The way we talk about it, I'm fat, I'm ugly, I'm bad, I'm clumsy, oh, I'm such a loser, I'm dumb. We say these things, and these labels that we put on ourselves can end up being self-fulfilling. I would encourage people actually to do a personal assessment where you actually start listening in on yourself and write things down. What do I say to myself? Write it down. You would never believe how powerful that can be. So you actually understand what you're saying and how often you say it to yourself, and then start addressing it with truth. Amen. Mm -hmm. All right. You heard it today. There's the challenge. And the last thing to do is recognize perfectionistic behaviors. So often we set unrealistic goals, and those unrealistic goals just compound our feeling of being defeated, and we we actually can fail in areas because we just had an unrealistic goal. And then it just ends up cementing our belief that I'm not good enough, and it drives us into a stress-frenzied breakdown or it leaves us feeling really unmotivated and depressed because this is impossible to achieve. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm going to fail anyway. I'm going to fail anyway. I'm not right. going to try. Why right. bother? I just, yeah. I just mentioned to Wanda the other day that 
I think I might actually be a perfectionist and never actually realized it. Um, I got up at, um, I think, what, two in the morning the other night to finish mm-hmm. painting my fireplace brick? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because I hadn't finished it during the day. Is that the behavior of a perfectionist? I probably should uh, be able to relax. Yeah, the job's not finished. Exactly. It's the, the behavior of an insomniac perfectionist, in fact. Um, well, we hope that today there's been uh, some things that have set you free. There's been some words of hope and some encouragement. And I want to close the program by praying for you, just simply by saying, Dear Jesus, I pray for my sister listening today. Reveal to her the areas of shame where Satan has got a grip on her life. Set her free, bring her truth, do a miracle in her heart, soul, and life, I pray, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, well, this is Don Scott Damon, Shelley Beach, and Wanda Sanchez saying God bless you. We'll see you next time on the Freedom Girl Sisterhood.
Her name is 